I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Thank you very much, and once again we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking, I program here called The Mariner's Call. What a blessing it is for us to be with you by means of radio. And I say us, talking about those who are involved with Fishers and Ministries International here right in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama, which is the southernmost part of the state of Alabama. And I'm in the office and ministry building. Fishers of Men Ministries, which is in actuality the mission arm of the Fisherman Baptist Church here, right here. In fact, our church sits right here on the Bon Secours River. You can come to our church in your boat. We have a pier. At the end of the pier, we have a baptistry, you know, a place where we can even uh, take, we do baptismal services right here in the Bon Secours River. Now, not so much in December, January, and February. For some reason, people shake their head at the thought of following the Lord in baptism in that time of the year because as you listen to us in other areas of the world, that is the winter season and our water is not just cold, but very, very cold. In the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 15, our thought at this time goes to verse 3. Now, I don't find anything fishy here. There's no boat. There's no water. In fact, there's nothing nautical here. I guess I could take and... uh, uh, perhaps put some nautical things in here, uh, kind of in the uh, sort of the backside of the verse. But let me read the verse for you. A good little verse. We had it during the week, uh, the fisherman's five-minute look at the book. And let's see if we can put it all together in one time at this time. Proverbs fifteen three: the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. All right, now, in that elementary? People tell me, Brother Mon, I can't understand the Bible. No. <laughs> it's you don't you have to just keep reading. You read and you read and read. Sooner or later, you're gonna come across something that God can open your understanding and help you to be able to comprehend. And here's one of those elementary verses. Of course, the book of Proverbs is filled with these type of statements. It says, The eyes of the Lord, then God has eyes. It says, or in every place, then God can see everything, everywhere. And he beholds the evil and the good. God not only sees the evil, but he also sees the good. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. God is observing this world. God is watching you. And of course, he watched sins, yes, but he also watches uh, the child of God, his service and his sorrow. There are many things we could look at here that brings not only comfort to the saint, but also terror to the sinner. This verse is one that I think should be hidden in the heart. I think the Holy Spirit could use it many times for my benefit if only I would memorize it. It's a good verse that could prove to be what some would say, a good spiritual deterrent to spiritual crime. How many times have I forgotten that God was watching? You understand what I'm talking about. 
So as far as this verse is concerned, this verse has depth to it. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Seems very simple, but oh, very profound. It has depth to it. The eyes of the Lord. Then God can evidently see. You know, people have the strangest idea of what God looks like. I've had people ask, Brother Mon, what does God look like? Well, he showed up one day on this earth. Jesus says, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Also, we understand some things then about the deity of Jesus Christ. Then who was this Jesus Christ? Well, I'd answer it as far as the Bible is concerned. First Thessalonians or First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. God showed up in flesh on this earth. And it says the eyes of the Lord. All right, we think about Jesus. Did he, of course, uh, he has seen me, has seen the Father when you look at Jesus Christ. And, of course, we've never seen him. But we know, my friend, that he took the form of a man. And as far as Jesus is concerned, did he have eyes? Why, of course. He also had ears and a mouth and a nose and legs and hands and face. And these things are said about God. But eyes, eyes that were piercing eyes, the eyes of the Lord, Proverbs 22:12 says the eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge. Proverbs 5:21 says the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. David said in Psalm chapter 34 the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. He said in in Psalm chapter 66 his eyes behold the nations. Psalm 94 it says he that formed the eyes shall he not see the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. All right, God evidently then can see. All right, what does, where does he see? The eyes of the Lord are in every place. See how easy this is to grasp. God's watching. Where? Everywhere. The statement made in Jeremiah chapter 23, I like. The Spirit of God has preserved for us a verse. It's verse 24, and it says, Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Do not I feel heaven and earth? Is there any place you can go where God would not observe and see you? No. What if you go up into the heavens? We think about up in space. Ah, he's there. What about down the depths of the sea, my friend? He is there. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Quite a statement. This is one passage then that necessitates that God is something more than a man. This brings us to those big words I'm sure you've heard before in theology. Omnipresent. God's omnipresent. What does that mean? All present. Everywhere present. All right. All right. Then the, he is all seeing. Then he is omniscient. All right. All knowing. How can he be all-knowing? Because he's all-seeing. You understand what I mean? How can he be all-seeing and all-knowing? Because he's omnipotent, all-powerful, you know. So, as far as our little verse, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. God is observing this planet, and God sees and watches you. Do you not think that the God that knows every hair on your head and knows every imagination and thoughts of the heart and knows and is numbered and named all the stars, has a problem with seeing a few folk here on the face of this earth? I think not. I think I know the verse to be true. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding. All right, then 
some, once again, elementary statements. He beholds the evil and he beholds the good. Now, I know he beholds the evil because as I read my Bible, I see places where God observed things that was wrong. Genesis chapter 4, God saw Cain kill his brother Abel. Oh, the Bible says, the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me. God saw it. God saw Cain when he lied about what he said. Am I my brother's keeper? God saw the murder. My friend, Joshua chapter 7, God saw aching as he stole. You know, thinking about doing and obeying what God uh, had said, as far as we think about the spoils won in battle. Some things that was hid there, God saw him steal. Second Samuel chapter 11, David and Bathsheba, God saw that adultery. The book of Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, God saw Jonah's backsliding, did he not? Saw his disobedience. The book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 5, Belshazzar, all the old drunken, drugged party that was there, God saw it. He sees drunkenness. Murder, lying, stealing, adultery, backsliding, disobedience. Own up to the situation we find ourselves in today. I wonder what you're doing, my friend. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil. God even, know, God even knows the evil that you think. Much less the evil that I'm involved in as far as my hands are where my feet bring me. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil. God sees every sinful act committed by every man on the face of this earth. How does he do that? I don't know. That separates me from him. That makes God God. And then uh, as far as we think about mankind and how finite I really am, there's no comparison there at all. But I know he beholds the evil. Not only does he say that he beholds the evil, but also the good. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. This text makes light of all other gods, of other religions, making God the true and living God. God beholds the evil and the good. Now we mention in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 5, Belshazzar's drunken party. But you know in the book of Daniel, did God see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Oh, yes, he did. In fact, he was there in the fire with them, you know. Why were these men protected? Because God saw what was taking place. What about Daniel there in the lion's den? Did God see these men throw him over in that hole with the lions? Did God protect him that night? Yes. Uh, as far as his protection is concerned, why was it supplied by God? Because God saw the situation, my friend. In the book of Jonah, we saw, yes, in Jonah 1, we saw him backsliding. But in Jonah chapter 2, did God see him in the belly of the whale? Did not, did not God see and hear Jonah say, salvation is of the Lord, and brought the old fish to the beach and throwed him up on dry land? Oh, yes. First Kings chapter 17, God saw the widow with no food. In the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 1, God saw the children of Israel, my friend, as they cried unto the Lord to be delivered. Oh, God, bring us deliverance. And God did bring Moses. Why? Because God saw these people serving. No matter what the problem, no matter what the burden, no matter what the disappointment, no matter what the sorrow, God knows and God sees you. 
I've seen some situations where I've had people say, Brother Mon, nobody knows. Oh, but yes, God knows. Nobody saw the work and labor that, oh, yes, God saw that. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil. Yes, he sees all the rotten filth of the world, but he also sees. We think about the work and the labor of the child of God. That's a comfort to the saint of God to know that God is watching. You know, once again, I say, do you not think that the God that knows every hair on your head, and he's got them all numbered, and knows the sparrows that fall to the ground, every little bird, every little animal, and he knows every imagination and thoughts of the heart, and knows and is numbered every star in the sky has a problem with seeing me and you. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Yes, he beholds the evil but he also beholds the good. So you be encouraged, my friend. I was in a situation not too long ago where something very sad took place. A very dear fishing friend of mine left a particular harbor there in Nova Scotia never to return to his wife. Never found the body, you know. You say, well, how do you explain that? I can't explain it, but I know this. God saw that. God needed him. And this was a born-again Christian, by the way. God needed that fisherman at his house more than his wife needed him at her house. How to explain that? I cannot, but I know this. God knows. God knew the situation, and God knew how even and knows how to comfort the heart of this dear wife that's lost her husband. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good, my friend. That brings comfort to the saints of God, but it could also bring terror to those who are sinners. Now until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.